as he is now. Uh, if you, I think it was the same day that, you know, he was uh, celebrating his uh, lifetime in this church. I was also doing the same at East Ham Elim Church. But uh, incidentally, you know, I'm busier than when I was in church. Because <laughs> almost every week, I have somewhere that I'm preaching at. And I give glory to God for that. Because his faithfulness is what carries us through. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you that uh, you love us with an exceeding great love. To the extent that, Lord, you sent your son, Jesus, to come to this earth, die a shameful death, but be raised in power. The Lord, he will bring life to us. Thank you. That it was because of your love that this happened. And today, Lord, we pray that you open our eyes, open our ears, open our whole bodies to receive from you that which you have for us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. For the past uh, couple of years or so, things have not been the same. And just when we thought COVID was coming to an end, something else crops up. Ukraine, Russia, and that sort of thing. And uh, a lot of us, I believe, are wondering, whatever next? But God is a good God. Amen? He cares about us. No matter what happens, he's still available for us. And so we can always approach him. As his word tells us, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So if you are troubled in your heart, if you are troubled in your life or whatever, take heart. God is on your case. Amen? Amen. And um, today I just want to share a few thoughts on how we can experience the victory that Christ has won for us and breakthroughs in our lives. And as a starting point, we need to have a revelation from God of who we are and who he is to us. And when we have that sort of revelation, nothing can faze us at all. And wherever we go, we know that we will have victory. Amen? And uh, I'm so glad that the worship leader, what's your name again? Maxine, you know, talked about authority. We have authority in Christ. Amen? Amen? You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew 28 that all authority is given to me. Therefore, go. So we need to have a revelation. And when we have that revelation, we have to have a plan ahead as to how things are going to work out. You realize that... Uh, it wasn't raining when Noah started building the ark. Because he had a revelation from God that he had to build an ark. And for each one of us here, God has placed us here on this earth with a purpose. But there are so many people who do not know why they are here. They go through from day to day, you know, month to month, 
doing the same thing over and over and over again. Just going through the motions. But God doesn't want us to go through the motions. He wants us to have an idea of what he has placed us here for. So if today you do not know what your purpose is, seek God's face and he will show you what you are here for. You know, when I started out in ministry, I didn't know what was going to be, I didn't know what God was going to do in my own life. But I just give glory to God because he took me through several places and uh, eventually, you know, so much happened. And when I was stepping back from leading a church, he just said to me, tell your story. And the story is quite astonishing because it took a young man from Ghana in West Africa and brought him to London. And then one day, he said, you are going to be a pastor. And then the first church I went into was multinational. And then the next one was with Chinese. The majority of the people in the church were Chinese people. And then after that, it was Polish people. So that to the extent that when you came into the church, all the faces were white. I said, wow, God. I don't even speak the language. And I was with them for over 10 years. And even now, they still want me to come back. So I have given them one month, sorry, one, one Sunday in the month to be with them. And it is all God's work. So you see, sometimes we don't have to limit ourselves because we must be assured of the fact that victory is ours because God is in the boat in which we are sitting. Amen? Now, we need to realize that every dream that God gives to us or every revelation he gives to us is a revelation for growth in our lives. And then we have to understand that no revelation brings anguish. It brings success because God is in it. Once you have a revelation from God, you have to confess it. Receive it and confess it. Because every confession you make with your lips by faith will come to pass. And here is how I describe faith. Forsaking all, I trust him. You know, it's like an anagram, yep. F-A-I-T-H. So if you don't remember anything at all today, just remember this. F-A-I-T-H. Forsaking. F. All. A. I. Trust him. Forsaking everything, I trust God. Because God tells us in his word that anyone who puts his trust in him will never be put to shame. Hallelujah. 
Romans, I think it's Romans 10, uh, 11. All who put their trust in God will never be put to shame. And you see, with all the things that are happening around us, a lot of people are scared. Since, you know, we started uh, meeting in, you know, in person in church, a lot of people are still staying back. Some have become very lazy, you know, to the extent that, you know, well, they can just be in their pajamas and then, you know, turn on the TV and then watch church. But the Bible tells us that it is important that we come together. And when we come together, there is a certain dynamic that will not be had if we are by ourselves. Amen? Amen. You know, the worship, the, 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 oh, hallelujah. You know, anytime we come together like this, I'm excited. Because God's presence, you can feel it. I'm not saying that you don't feel God's presence in, presence in your home. But the togetherness, there is something about it. Because I see your face, you see my face, and then, you know, I'm able to encourage you and to build you up and to, and to say, hey, it's so good to see you. And the smile, you know, will cheer somebody up. Hallelujah. So we have to realize that God is with us. God has given us the keys to his kingdom. And no gates of hell. Hallelujah. No COVID can stop it. Hallelujah. No war in Ukraine can stop it. And therefore, we have to ask God, what is the key that you are giving to me? The key that will bring victory in my life. And as I said earlier, you know, victory is ours. There's nothing that can hold us back. Romans 8 verse 37 says this. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. Through him who loved us. And that's Christ Jesus. And the same thing is said in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. I hope you're taking notes. First one is Romans 8, 37. And then 2 Corinthians 2, 14. And here's what it says. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. We have been called to diffuse the fragrance of God's glory and his knowledge in every place. And we have to know that he leads us in triumph. Amen? He leads us in victory. And step by step, we can deal with every weakness that is in our lives. We have the strength. As we were told earlier, we have the authority, we have the strength to overcome our weaknesses. Our weaknesses are not who we are. Some of us think that, oh, well, you know, this is who I am. That's not who you are. Who you are is what Christ says about you. Hallelujah. Amen? Not who you think you are, but who you are is what Christ says about you. And your strength is the real you. So the thing is, we have to stop focusing on our weaknesses and allow the real strength to show forth because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. And that leads me to the next point, that we have to change our mindset. We have to change our mindset. 
Recently, I was reading a story of a, a man who, you know, uh, came from Bahamas, Nassau, Bahamas. And I was reading his story. And here's what he said. He said that when they were in school as children, you know, some white people had come to the Bahamas to teach in their schools. And this man always kept saying that the black man will not amount to anything. They're daft. There's nothing that, you know, they can do about it. And the children were beginning to accept that for their lives. But one day, his mom told him something. His mom gave him a book. That's, that's he talking about it. His mom gave him a book. And as he read that book, here is what was said there. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That was Ephesians 3 verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works in us. And here's what he said. His mom told him, commit this to memory. So he committed it to memory. And then he decided that he wasn't going to listen to the voice from out there, what the teacher was telling them. Because there's some power that works within him. So he decided he was going to commit to memory every subject that he had. Algebra, English, whatever, he committed everything to memory. Initially, because he believed what he was being told, he was failing. He was getting F's and whatnot. But suddenly, his grace began to change. He was getting A's. And at the end of his time in the school, he attained the best in the school. The story doesn't stop there. He said one day he came to London to conduct a A conference. And at the end of the conference, some books that he had written, he was autographing and he sat in the front. And people were in a queue coming and then he was signing and that sort of thing. And then suddenly an old man, you know, just there, came up to him. And then after he had finished signing the book for him, the old man did not move. He just stood there. He said, oh, please, could you move along so that others could come? But he stood there and asked this man, do you remember me? 
said, well, <laughs> I don't know. So the old man asked him, where do you come from? He said, from Nassau, Bahamas. Which school did you attend? And he told him the school. Do you remember Mr. So-and-so? said, mm, yes, I think I remember him. And he said, I am the man. So he was the one who was actually, you know, pumping that into the children that they will amount to nothing. And then the old man said this, that I come from Scotland. He said, oh, yes, I remember the Scottish, you know, teacher. And then he said, at this present moment that I stand here, I came all the way from Scotland just to meet you when I heard you were conducting the, you know, I've bought a lot of your books and I'm using some of your books as teaching tools for some students. Now here was the man who was being told that it will amount to nothing. But because of the word of God, and it's not just the word of God. The fact that, you know, the word says what? Oh, hallelujah. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. You see, there's a certain power in you. And that power has been placed there by Jesus. And the Bible tells us that the power that was used in raising Christ from the dead resides in you. Amen? Amen. So don't let anyone think less of you. And don't think less of yourself. Just like this young man I'm talking about, you know, the old man said, look, now we are using your books. If he had allowed or if his mother had not come to tell him, now look, read this thing. There is a power in you. And each one of us has got some power in us which will bring us victory wherever we are. Amen? We are not non-entities. We are children of the living God. Hallelujah. And the Bible says what? All authority is given unto me. Therefore, go. And that's Christ Jesus sending us out to bring about change in our communities. Change. In our world. And I said what? We have to have a change of mind. See a lot of us read, read the Bible. But do we note. What the Bible says. And apply it to our lives. And there are some of us who. You know. If I'm to ask right now. That how many of us. Have even read our Bible before coming to church today. I wonder. How many of us will raise our hands? But I don't want you to do that, okay? Don't be scared. I'm not going to say that. See, there's something that I learned when I was a young man, a young Christian. And it has stayed with me. And wherever I go, I preach that. Just two letters. NB. NB. No Bible, no breakfast. No Bible, no breakfast. I know a lot of us love our breakfast, you know. And uh, scientists will tell us that 
or hygienists, or, well, dietitian rather, I should say, will tell us that breakfast is the best meal of the day. And so some of us will not miss our breakfast. We we'll always want to have our breakfast first. But I want to tell you that, look, if you have the word before breakfast, the breakfast tastes better. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, we have to discipline ourselves as Christians. Amen? You see, when you look at the way Christ behaved, wherever he went, he had the word. When he was tempted... By the evil one. See, the devil knows the scriptures. See, when he told Jesus to jump, but, you know, God will give his angels charge over him. Do you know where he was quoting from? Psalm 91. The devil was quoting from Psalm 91. But Jesus said, you will not tempt the Lord. That's what the scriptures say. We don't have to tempt the Lord. So you see, we have to know the scriptures. If you do not know the scriptures, you know, there are so many people at the moment who are being deceived left, right, and center because they do not know the word. And Joshua 1.8, one of the verses that I learned as soon as I gave my life to Christ, says this, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you do what? Meditate on it day and night. And you be careful to do according to everything that is written therein. Then you will have, <laughs> hallelujah, good success. Not ordinary success, but good success. In everything that you do. And someone, how many, how many of us can quote someone? The whole of someone. It's just six verses. I wonder how many of us can quote it. It says what? Blessed is the man. That does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is what? In the law of the Lord. And on his law he does what? Meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, whose leaves does not wither, but brings forth his fruit in due season. Hallelujah. You know, I can go on to the end. But I'm going to give you a homework, okay? Learn someone by heart. It will help you. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, when it comes to meditation, I wonder how or what you understand by meditation. You know, some people think meditation is... But I learned something about meditation which really helped me. I'm sure all of us, or some of us, have seen cows grazing before. Yeah? They just go around. <laughs> and then you'll be wondering what is going on here. And then after some time, the cow just goes and lays under a tree, and then you see, all you see is this, you know, the mouth going back and forth. Scientists tell us that cows have got what? Four stomachs. And what they do is, when they graze, 
the grass goes into the first stomach. And then when they lie under the tree, they bring out the grass back into their mouth. Some of you say, oh. But that is what they do. Bring it back up, chew it, receive the nutrients into the second stomach, all the way to the fourth. And that is when they are able to have you know, the energy and the nutrients and the everything that they need for their bodies. And that is exactly what meditation is. Okay? Initially, when you take in the word, you might not understand it all. You transform it to live the life that God wants you to live. When I became a Christian as a young man, Scripture Union was what we had in school. And we were taught how to meditate on the word by asking ourselves four questions. Four questions. Only four. No more than four. I mean, there are others that you can add to it. When you read a passage of scripture, the first question you ask yourself, you know, I love... Bible study aids. And as a minister, you know, we have, uh, what, concordance and all sorts of things to refer to. But this uh, thing that we're taught in Scripture Union, which helps us to really meditate on the Word. First question. This passage that I've read, what is it telling me about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit? That's question number one. Question number two. Is there any sin that I have to shun? Question number three. Is there any command for me to obey? Question number four. Is there any promise that I can claim? If you ask yourself these questions when you read any passage of Scripture, I can assure you that there is so much you can learn from that passage without using Bible study aids. Amen? I'm not saying you should stop, but I'm telling you that try this and it will help you. I tried it and it has helped me. You see, God loves us. And we have to give good voice to the word that God gives to us. God has promised that he will guide us by his spirit. And we shall obtain wisdom, understanding, and then knowledge. God has also promised to finish what he has started in our lives. Amen? If we open our mouths, God will fill our mouths. And we'll continue to look up to him because he is the author and finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. You see, faith, as is described in Hebrews uh, 11, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And verse 6, which is, you know, one of my favorite verses, it says what? Without faith, 
it is impossible to please him. But he who comes to God must believe that he exists and he will reward those who diligently seek him. Amen? Faith is a great sense of confidence in God's ability, not our ability, because we are just human beings. But God has the ability to turn things around. Hallelujah. We will therefore not have to walk by sight anymore. And we have to become consistent because consistency and obedience brings results. We have to reflect on what God is saying to us as a church, what God is saying to us as individuals, what God is saying to us, you know, in our spirits. If you have tooth decay, where do you go? You go to the dentist. And therefore, if you have truth decay, where do you go to? The word of God. And we need truth in our day for us to be able to have victory wherever we are and breakthroughs. God wants a church to stand in this day because there are so many things coming against the church. There's so much all over the place. You know, you think you're in the UK and therefore you are, you're, you're free. We are not any longer as we used to be. Things are changing. But we have to remain steadfast. Hallelujah. Because the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. It is new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Therefore, no matter what happens, when we stand steadfast on his word, nothing can faze us. Amen? Not even sickness. I mean, earlier on we were singing about, you know, when I open my mouth, what? Miracles happen. Yes, indeed. Miracles happen. And, you know, if you ask my wife, I don't remember the last time I ever took any medication. I don't remember that. Because I trust in the divine healing of God. Amen? I'm not saying you should stop taking your medication, please. If you have the faith to believe that God will heal you, he will. See, whenever I, I have a headache or whatever, I sit back and I, you know, I don't go straight to paracetamol. I ask God, God, show me what is going on. One, it could be that I'm stressed. What is stressing me out? Church. Oh, Lord. And church can really stress you as a pastor. Yes, yeah. Pastor Dave? <laughs> so I just, you know, the Bible says what? Cast all your cares upon me, for I care about you. So I cast it down. I said, Lord, it is your work, not mine. Give me the strength. Or if somebody has been bugging me or whatever and that is stressing me out, I just, you know, and recently there have been so many things, you know, we, we have had to leave the manse at uh, Eastham to go into our own place. 
But the tenants who were there did not want to go. For a whole year, you know, we had to, you know, and I mean, that can be really stressful. It was only, you know, we gave the notice in uh, April last year. It was only last, last Thursday that we were able to get the keys to our own home. They did not want to leave. And these things can stress you out. But the Bible says what? Cast all your cares upon me. Because if it, I mean, why worry if you can pray? And why pray if you can worry? The two are mutually, what, exclusive. If you want to worry, please continue worrying. Don't disturb God. If you want to pray, quit worrying. See, a lot of us pray to God, oh, God, and then we go back and we start to, oh. That is not the way to victory. The way to victory is trust God implicitly. And like I said earlier, he who puts his trust in the Lord will never be put to shame. A change of mind. Walk in God's plan and allow Him to be in control. That is the only way to victory. COVID or no COVID, we have to carry on. Ukraine, look, you know, the amazing thing is the scriptures tell us everything. When you read Matthew from, I think, chapter 23 all the way to the end, it says that these things will happen. So it shouldn't surprise us. Amen? It shouldn't surprise us because Jesus has told us that it is going to happen. So when it comes, it doesn't mean that when it comes, it should stay. Amen? When these things come, we can pray and trust God to bring the victory and the breakthrough. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for his grace and the opportunity for me to come and share with us today. What are you going through in your life today? What is it that is bugging you? As I said earlier, I said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So when you go through scriptures and you see all these uh, Powerful men and women of God. You wonder, wow, how did they do it? You know, but James tells us that Elijah was the same as we are. And he could pray and there was no rain. For years. And he prayed again and then rain came. That same power is in you. That same power is in me. I can 
say something and believe it will come to pass because it comes from God. Hallelujah. Shall we bow down our heads? Faith mighty faith the promises and looks to God alone laughs at impossibilities and cries it shall be done and cries it shall it shall be done and Christ, it shall be done. Laughs at impossibilities, and Christ, it shall be done. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that there is nothing impossible with you. Your word tells us that all things are possible to him who believes. Thank you for your word to us today. And we pray the Lord God, if there's anyone here who is fretting or worried or, or, or alarmed by any situation, and therefore they feel down on themselves, I pray that Holy, Holy Father, you open their ears to hear what Lord you are saying to them today. That no matter what you are, with us, because your promise says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And therefore, Lord, we want to thank you for the opportunity that you give to us each day to draw closer to you. And as we draw close to you, it assures us that you will not cast us out, you will receive us. And therefore, this afternoon, I pray for each individual here especially those who have had so much bad things and therefore feel down on themselves. That Father, you will lift them up this afternoon in the name of Jesus Christ. Let them have a clear revelation that indeed what you have said, you will definitely do. And I pray above all, that Lord, your word will be a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. Because as Psalm 119 tells us, your word have I hidden in my heart that I will not sin against you. And also, how can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word? For your word is sweet to my lips and like honey to my soul. Therefore, Lord, I pray that today we will lay our burdens down and believe what, Lord, you have said about us not what man will say to us. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you.